there is so much research now connecting, you know, gut health and your microbiome, which is the, you know, flora of bacteria in your body with mental health. But this microflora is also affected by cortisol and stress, stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, all these things. So we literally have physical reactions to things in our life when we are not full on, you know, primary food, which is basically a hierarchy of needs, right? Humans need to have a comfortable home environment. We need to have um, joy in our lives. And it all sounds kind of woo, but it is true. There is more and more science developing every day about the effects of our environment on our physical bodies. You know, looking at, I've been reading the book, The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kork. And it talks about how there's this primitive area of our brain. It's one of the first developed spots of our brain where trauma, stress, all these things can be imprinted and affect how our brain functions. Now, our brains are supercomputer, which also functions all our other organs. So if something is misfiring, there's a good chance it can misfire in other places in your body. Long story short, that if you are not setting yourself up with all the other things in life that you need, all the non-food sources of nourishment, even if you're eating all the right things, doing all the right things as far as exercise and nutrition, drinking water, you may still have some physical ailments that you just keep wondering, why are they still there? I'm doing all the right things. Why do I feel like I'm not getting anywhere? <laughs> And that is definitely something that I can relate to. That was pretty much aha moment when I took this schooling. And so <laughs> the one that I wanted to talk about today, because it's playing a bit of a role in the news, uh, and there's a lot of talk and consternation about this, and that is spirituality. And spirituality often gets interchanged with religion and theology. And sometimes that is true. Sometimes they can coexist as the same thing. Um, I myself am a Christian, uh, but my Christianity may not look like somebody else's Christianity or the, you know, the church that I go to may not look like somebody else's. Um, <clears throat> but there's also a spirituality. Really, spirituality is your spirit. That's your soul. That is an interconnectedness that we all have when we think about it. You know, we, <laughs> our homes are covered in dust that came from the stars. We come from the stars. We are all more connected and alike than we would believe sometimes, right? We often feel isolated, alienated, uh, unconfident, unsure of ourselves. We question uh, our right to take up space in the world. And all of that really is spirituality. You know, when you're really excited about something, you might say you're enthusiastic. Enthusiasm, enthusiasm is literally God within. That's what it means. That's what the words come from. The loose translation is God within. So when you have enthusiasm, that means that your spirit is ignited. Now, however you view God, whether it is literally 
God and Jesus, whether it is Buddha, whether it is Allah, that doesn't matter Um, how we all, you know, separate that. It is really what healthy spirituality is, is that you believe in yourself. You believe in your divinity. You believe in the miraculous nature of your body and the ability to love, give and receive love and have emotion and have, you know, happiness, excitement, enthusiasm. All these things are tied to spirituality. And spirituality is very important for mental health. Again, it can improve your self-esteem and your self-control. And I mean that in a way of because you're honoring yourself. I don't mean I don't eat chocolate during Lent because that's what I'm giving up for Lent. Like I don't have these rules that I cannot engage in pleasurable behavior because these rules say I need to, but I'm talking about self-control, which means I feel empowered. I know what I need and want, and that's what I'm going to. I'm going to make choices that reflect that. So It also helps you when you are confident in your beliefs, your spirituality, your confidence and self-empowerment. That also helps you accept other individuals regardless of their spiritual belief. And we start to develop the sense of community where we start to see, oh, I'm like you because I also feel this way about this issue. Um, So people that have similar spiritual beliefs, they can unite Um, And some, you know, organized religions can give people a source of social support. I am definitely fortunate that the religious institution that I do attend is very progressive and very um, supportive. That may not always be. Um, But that community can facilitate, you know, social interaction, trustworthiness, and that can in turn help mental health of individuals. But spirituality really is about this mindfulness, this self-reflection, this self-awareness. It's a state of meditation for some that is prayer, some that is literally meditation, some that is being mindful of their breath and feeling the blood pump through their bodies. Um, Yoga uh, is a great way to encourage mindfulness, other meditative practices. Um, Spirituality, if you have that, if you have when you have that awareness and you appreciate your environment, whether that is, you know, your mental environment, your home environment, or even being out in nature of that environment, they, it can really calm your mind. Uh, Spirituality can play a significant role in calming a person's mind and giving you a positive attitude. It can also help reduce stress and anxiety. Um, Some of these activities can help establish structure, predictability, consistency, and people do like repetition and pattern. It does create a source of comfort. Um, One experience that I had, and we're going to have, I'm going to have her on in the spring when she starts uh, doing more of this outdoor meditation. Uh, But there is a company in Winnipeg that does uh, wild forest immersion therapy which one of the reasons we don't feel very spiritual uh, is because we feel really isolated. We feel, especially as we get older and the news and the information that's bombarding us, we hear negative messages about humans, humans being selfish, humans being uh, 
dishonest, having hidden agendas that nobody is acting in a way that is a benefit to society or other people. It is a real like, I got to look out for my own and nobody else because no one else is going to look after me. And sometimes then when we hang out with someone that we love or feel connected with, it sort of takes that away. It's like, oh, those are sort of concepts or ideas that are out there. But how true are they? Because I'm having this experience with someone that I really care about. And we are changing ideas and we are discussing issues and we're sharing respect, even if we don't always agree. So this wild immersion therapy What I love about it is if you're feeling really isolated or displaced in the world, I mean, we weren't really meant to be living in these little clusters by ourselves. It's, it's an interesting turn of events that spirituality turned into this circle of one type of living when, and that somehow that that equals being civilized where other generations, other populations have used community in order to stay collective and people that do feel that sense of belonging which i talked about last week definitely feel happier more in tuned but we can be connected not just to other people we can be connected to the earth so in this wild first forest immersion therapy uh, i went to it basically is you start a meditation it's a guided meditation where you lay on the ground and you hear, you know, the birds and the squirrels and the animals, the trees, the leaves. You feel the grass and the pine cones underneath you and the smell of, you know, fur needles and fresh air are, you know, they become intoxicating because you just come really in tune with the earth and your surroundings. And then after that, you, we take a walk once our mind is cleared and we start to notice things throughout this little forest area, which is really quite lovely because all of a sudden you see a leaf that is turned to certain you just appreciate the curve. Um, I found things like light, fluffy feathers, you know, that made me think of, you know, angel wings. <laughs> um, and then we picked a tree and we had to sit with it and really look at it and really try to feel its life think about all the years that it's been there what has it been exposed to what has it seen what has it felt as far as you know weather or you know people against it that kind of thing animals inside of it and just think about you know if there's little marks on the tree how did they get there what put them there and it really becomes quite an awesome experience when you're like it's just a tree I see trees in my yard I'm looking at a tree right now on my way down (laughs) but that feeling of connection to life on earth nothing is an accident right like we're here we need to breathe who gives us our breath the trees and what do they need for breath what we exhale there's a synchronicity this symbiosis that needs we need each other And unfortunately, in a world that is continuously isolating us for benefits, usually do with financial benefits (laughs) or power control, we stay more separated from spirituality, from realizing that there is this awesome, beautiful world outside that we 
are part of. We we do belong here, even if we feel unnatural in our homes and our cars and all our mechanics and machinery technology. We still are natural. We still are beings of this planet. And that is really your spirituality. So we are here to make things better and to be stewards of the planet and all the beings that we share. You know, some spirituality or religions even go to the fact they start to, you know, preach things like all these things were built for us to use and take, but that's not stewardship. Stewardship is uh, protecting by being aware of, by placing equal importance on all things around us that were part I'm part of that tree, the grass, the sun, just as much as they're a part of me and my day. Okay. It seems, and again, it can be a little woo, but if you have not spent time outside just touching a tree, trust me, just try it. You're going to feel goofy. You're going to feel silly. You might even laugh a little bit, but it will remind you that there is a bigger picture. And the thing about having a bigger picture to life and how we're, we're all play a little role in the future of this planet and the current health of our planet and our you know fellow humans and animals and plants is it gives us a sense of purpose that even though we are one person, we still matter. You still matter. And if you lack that spirituality, if you lack that awareness of, you are here, you are a beautiful piece of nature designed to live in this world specifically, it gives you a greater sense of purpose. When we lose that sense of purpose that, you know, that spirituality can give us, that's when it gets really easy to start down the road of what does it matter? What does anything matter? It's all going to end one day. I can't make a difference. I'm too small. The problems are too big. Who am I? And that's really sad. So now the difference between spirituality and religion, which takes spirituality, but then sort of applies some type of structure, some type of, you know, ideologies that, you know, people have interpreted, you know, spirit, their own spirituality or, you know, tools of spirituality that have been around for, you know, thousands of years. And there isn't anything wrong with, say, organized religion per se. Um, like I mentioned, I am part of an organized religion. My, one of my children um, has made it very clear that they don't uh, feel at home within that spiritual institution, that religious institution, uh, because they see all these things on the news about, you know, oppression and overreach of power and that type of thing. And I try to explain that for myself. I am a Christian, but I don't maybe, I take it as when I look at who Jesus Christ was and the things that he did and who he spoke for, I think he was just a rad dude, right? Who really understood 
love unconditionally. I feel like he was the magic decoder ring that taught us how to read the Bible from a vision of love and not to be not sitting in a pew every Sunday is what makes me spiritual, but it's those daily acts of kindness, of love, of <laughs> doing what I can to be protective over the environment that I live in, of the little piece of the world that I have in my reach. There's a story that um, like I used to be involved with Mary Kay. I was a sales director for many years. And the reason I was that wasn't that I wanted to have an MLM business or because I loved cosmetics, although I do like makeup. It was because I really loved her. Uh, she had this, you know, even no matter how big the company went, she took very little profit. She wasn't um, a billionaire. She reinvested everything back in the people. Just a really brilliant uh, successful, but kind, kind, kind woman. And she used to tell a story that is, uh, that's a fairly popular story, but it always, whenever I sit down and go, who am I? I'm so little. I, why should I even try to move this big rock? I can't, I don't have it within me. I think of the story that she told a couple times about how this little boy and this older man, maybe the grandfather, were walking down a beach. And there's a bunch of starfish that were um, on the sand. They had been uh, washed up and they were dying. And there was lots and lots of them. But as they walk, every couple steps, the little boy would pick one up and then put it back in the water. And then pick another one up and put it back in the water. And... His grandfather said to him, how on, there's so many out here. How on earth do you think you're going to make a difference to all these starfish? And as a little boy threw one more into the water, he said, well, I made a difference to that one. To that one. And I think that's really what spirituality is. So there's definitely benefits as far as healing trauma, uh, allowing our body to work the way it's meant to. Um, and then spirituality also lifts that inner spirit, that motivation, that commitment to being kind, to loving, to knowing who you are, and then not being afraid to share that with the world, right? Um, <clears throat> but also... going to say Chrissy Chrissy um spirituality the science behind spirituality and also why it can heal is because our bodies are made with a nervous system and one part of that nervous system is the parasympathetic nervous system which you heard me talk about in the yin yoga with peony wolf uh, a couple weeks ago so it's not even just like meditation is this nice thing that makes me feel good. And I feel like I've, you know, in <laughs> that I am, you know, loved by the universe, by God. Uh, but it literally, when you slow down, when you still the mind, when you listen to breath and feel connected to your environment and to just be exactly what you are right now, present in the moment, that actually 
helps your parasympathetic nervous system balance all the other activities in your body because we were made with this fight or flight reaction to stress or fear. But unfortunately, it was made for us to go through sudden acts of uh, fear, such as, you know, being chased by a saber toothed tiger. We need fight or flight for that. Unfortunately, at work, you know, when your coworker is being a jackass, and that's not my work, I, my work's great, but say you're at work and you have a coworker that's being a jackass or a customer that's being a jackass, your body still does the fight or flight reaction. It increases the cortisol, raises your adrenaline, your heart starts to pump, your breath starts to go. All these chemical reactions that happen in your body turn off that parasympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is what recognizes, okay, we're safe. We don't have to worry. So now we can turn on all the other functions of being a human, like proper digestion, being able to sleep, being able to have um, emotions, to feel hungry, to feel thirsty, to have the cues that our body gives us to tell us what it needs. That gets turned back on every time we can clear our head, rest, relax, and be. And sometimes we are really good at relaxing without relaxing. So we may be on the couch with the show on, but then we're checking work emails on our phone um, or, you know, we're reading the news on our phone. We're doing a hundred other things. We're, you know, whatever, parenting, doing whatever else. We're not actually making that time to fully allow our bodies to do what it needs to do um, and to encourage that, a sense of belonging in the world, feeling whole as a person, as you should be. So that's why spirituality is a really important piece of mental health. And again, it does not have to be religion. It does not have to be structured religion or anything like that. Spirituality can be whatever spirituality means for you. It is your path. It is your purpose. And it's really just about what difference can you make in your own life today, as well as make a more positive impact in the people, animals, or plants around you. And that will help you feel healthy, whole, and foster, again, that sense of belonging, which I talked about last week. I would love to hear from you what is important to you spirituality-wise. How do you find meaning in what it is that you do every day? What are you making a difference in? Um, and, you know, meditation, rest is not wasted time. Again, it's very beneficial. Every system in your body needs rest. Hmm. 